0: Hey, this is Tom Singer from the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. You are listening to Bob Nolly and the Labrador Leadership Podcast, which is better than a basket of puppies. Nice. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, welcome back. How are you? You have found the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Alex, welcome back. How are you?
0: I'm good, Bob. Happy to
1: be here with you. You know, I thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wow, I'm happy to be here with you too. So, I I, I just just now as I'm just welcoming everybody back. I go, I'm so glad you found your way. Or, you know, I'm glad, you know, I'm just, I just found this article on the three verbal ha- habits that are career killers. And I'm thinking, you narrowed it down to three? <laughs> there's got to be more than three. But well, Renita- there's
0: definitely more than three that I say here.
1: <laughs> so we need a cow to write this and we'll link it up in the show notes. She's on Life imagine, But, uh, you know, when you, if you're coming out, coming out of school to start your career and get some traction in the business world, particularly if you're working for a big corporate firm. All the the signals you send can just be so, you know, the body language, but just the nuances of the way you talk. And she comes up with, number one thing she wants you to do is kill that kind of. Kill that kind of, like when you say, I just kind of want to say Heck with that, I use that all the time. And why, why do I use that?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm bad about, um, well, um, like, and you know, I try not to be, but it's, it's hard.
1: Yeah, here's the problem. Particularly if you are fortunate enough and you worked hard to get there, to, to end up in a more senior than, than entry-level role. You did not come into the organization in an entry-level role. You have responsibilities right from the face-off. So, she kind of makes a point here. You need to be careful if your communication style hasn't caught up with the level you're at. That and She uses a military uh, example here. Uh, so, you may need to project a little more authority and command. But, you know, just hanging that all on the word kind of. I guess I just kind of want to see. And that tone. Maybe it's the tone that's better. I like the tone. What I, what I hope for you is... And maybe that sounds better than, what I kind of want to see is, what my hopes for you are, what we need to get done, what I kind of want to see. I don't know, I kind of like the kind of, but maybe it's the tone I like more. What do you think?
0: I think conversationally, you and I are just uh, relaxed.
1: Hey, and therefore we're approachable and we're authentic. Yeah, We can end this now. Roll the end roll. Here we go. Yeah, I, I think we are. <laughs> but we've talked lots of times about people coming into new positions and opportunities that either are not relaxed or can't afford to be relaxed yet. But there are some nuances there. And I, I kind of like her point about making sure your communication style catches up with the level you're at as soon as you can. Know the point you want to make and deliver it in the tone. Here's another one she says just kills her. Uh, Be the captain of your career. I ended up getting my MBA, then landed in the Tokyo office. You know, some guy that was really smart said that. Uh, But that whole landed at the Tokyo office, he sounds like he didn't choose that. You know, it sounds kind of passive, like, Well, I got the degree and I was just kind of hanging out and holy cow, it's Japan. That's her take there. And I don't see that being a career killer, although there is an opportunity there to say something about, I was looking for a place I could make a contribution in this area and something came up in Tokyo. So she makes a point about saying, I decided to get my MBA and I made the decision to transfer rather than I ended up getting my MBA by accident. You know, I I stopped partying on the weekends and then I uh, just kind of landed in Tokyo. It's much more casual. You know, I, I, I kind of say they really can't be career killers. They can't be career killers. You know, anybody that talks like that, I'm not going, geez, you're out of here. Does it hit you the same way?
0: Yeah. You know, I just... I think you know and I just are my career killers. Say it again. I think you know and I just are my career killers. You
1: know. You know?
0: You know, I just think... I don't just think and you don't already know what I'm thinking. But I say it all the time. You know? You know,
1: this is just like me not folding my arms saying that's a bad thing. And yet there I am. I'm
0: folding my arms right
1: now. Yep. How about that? I can feel the tension in the air. Stop. <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, you're, you're the communication expert here. I mean, are we a face? This is the way I'm pitching this. I just think these aren't career killers. I think. The they m- aren't.
0: Every person has their own uh, style of communication. Some people are going to be a little bit more formal and some people are going to be a little bit more casual. So those more formal people, (laughs) sure, you know, they're going to be great at presenting and and when they're up in front of a a stiff crowd, they're really, you know, they're going to impress them. Um, Meanwhile, you know, someone like you or I where we focus more on being approachable uh, communicators and, um, you know, more personable you know, it doesn't. It, it's not a right or a wrong. We could all cut the language out a little bit, but it's not in 2015. It's not something that someone's counting the the times that you say "I know" or "just" or "like" or "um." You know, if you're in a a job interview, a presentation, something that kind of makes or breaks your career. That's why you practice it several times, that you don't have those bridge words. Because they are they're just bridging you into your next thought. If you need a moment to pause to just breathe, rather than saying like or um.
1: Yeah, and in light of all of this, I, I would I'm reminded of two different people. That early in my career said, you remind me of number one, John Madden, the Raiders football coach and announcer in his wild days when he was always throwing his arms up and going, hey, wait a minute. And if you remember him, because I did a lot of that. And he goes, you're like John Madden. And I remember very early going, I think that's bad for the role I'm in. (laughs)
0: Because
1: I was just a bit too animated. And then somebody else mentioned uh, Robbie Robertson. Of uh, the band, the band. And I saw him in the movie, the Scorsese movie, The Last Waltz, which is about the band's last concert at the Winterland on Thanksgiving weekend. And Robbie sits there telling stories about the band and he talks with a voice of great gravitas. We went to play in this club. The roots of the music are. And I just like the sound of his voice and the, uh, the authority and the heaviness of that. So I would end up channeling him as well. And somebody, and I think it was my wife who just said, stop that. But, you know, there are two separate ends there, but I just, I make those points here to realize, you know, when you do that, when you are not, when you haven't quite established your authentic audio voice yet, people are going to notice what the heck. When I used to be on the road and I would leave Richmond and go to Southwest Virginia, which is much more, much less urban. And there is a very much a Southwest Virginia accent, as you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and I would come back with that accent. I'd spend two days out there and come back and, and, and she would go, "Stop talking like that." <laughs> I just had picked up a little twang. that's all.:
0: Yeah, that's So people happens. are
1: sensitive to that. That's the whole point where the people are sensitive to how you sound
0: And you have to understand that uh, each person's going to receive your communication style in a different way.: Yeah. So you have to kind of just pick your best, uh, your best offense for your crowd.
1: Conscientiously, that's so great. That is so great. Conscientiously, you have to pick the best style for your crowd while still being authentic. While still being authentic. What's another example she has here uh, of cutting to the chase? Oh, uh, she talks about this really sharp, inventive person that was really on the cutting edge, if not the bleeding edge of what was going on in the tech world. And she, uh, she would open with something like, I'm not sure if you've heard of uh, this software, and I don't have much experience in the area, but, and she just says, cut to the chase. Cut that out. When you, when you say all that on the front end, and I, I'm thinking like five people right now that just piled up in that nanosecond who lead with things like that. You're undermining the power of your ideas. This is the most salient point she makes here in this piece. When you open with things like that, I don't, I don't know if you've heard much of this leading edge stuff or I don't have much experience. You know, you're cutting yourself off the niche. You're selling your own power short. That's such a weak lead in. The power and the strength of the ideas that you're going to deliver are really just not going to do you justice. So the advice there is skip the lead in and cut to the class, a chase, cut to the class, cut to the chase. Maybe I ought to edit this whole episode out. When you cut to the chase, here, here's the deal. Uh, I, I think when people use phrases like that, they're trying to establish the E word, the empathy. They're trying to connect to make sure the connection's there. They know they know. They have their smarts in them made the point, you know, everybody wants a leader to be intelligent. But you can very easily you can be too intelligent, and if you have this little dose of humility here, I'm not sure if you've heard of this or I don't have much experience in that area. you know that you're thinking that makes you more approachable here, but perhaps it's it's killing you at the same time. What do you think
0: well, there's a difference between approachability and kind of undercutting yourself
1: okay what's that
0: so yeah. I feel that if you're if you're leading with, I don't, I don't know if I'm the expert or I may not know much about this. You're undercutting your authority there. So, you know, you're speaking on something for a reason. You should just probably, at least, you know, convince the crowd that you know what you're talking about. When you lead with kind of that, uh, let's just say, iffy language, you know, um, you're undercutting yourself. So you're basically giving everyone the right to cut to tune you out and stop listening because you're not the expert on this. So why should they listen? Why are you standing up there?
1: Here's a phrase I use a lot instead. I think it achieves the same thing. Maybe, maybe not. But but here's a phrase I use. I'll go, we need to think about this. And there it is. And then people could judge whether we indeed do need to think about that or not. And I damn well better have something compelling or at least interesting behind that phrase we need to think about the time we have left and what we need to get done and what the urgency is because all of these ideas are good but the calendar is working against us so what's the most important thing people go yeah that makes sense and they keep pushing to that point all right kill the kind of i don't know I don't call them career killers, but boy, if you think about them for a little bit, they will certainly sensitize you and let you let you practice the voice that you want to have. That's not John Mann or Robbie Robertson or even another one, John Houston. Nobody that's listening has heard of those people. Of course they have. Huh. Do you ever do that? Who's your voice? I mean, is there is there somebody, you know, famous that you you want to try to emulated times you've heard their voice you go use their tempo or use their phrasing or anything like that
0: well if i sounded like barbara walters none of us would (laughs) that this show was funny but i do i think you know i get excited and you can hear that in my voice and that's uh it's not a problem but it probably doesn't make me sound the most professional you know i've I've on quite a few job interviews, done a second, third interview, and then lost it. It's probably because I'm overly excited. You know, I'm I'm putting language out there that says "Hire me, hire me, hire me!" like a like a excited puppy. So, uh, you know, I I try to just scale back my excitability and my my very casual nature. I don't know if there's a famous person that I could say does that. Um, but yeah, I, I try to compose myself a little bit better than my brain actually would want me
1: to. That's a great point. Thanks for raising the job search issue again. I know I've said it before. I know we've both said it before when, when there's times you go to an interview, whether it's the first or the second, and you know, you've either got it or, you know, you're through to the next round. And part of the reason for that success in addition to your technical skills, whatever they have to be, is the fact that you've, you've solved all of these problems we've talked about. You've chosen the right word. You speak well enough, and it's created that connection right away. And, you know, halfway through, you know. You know you've made it, at least in the next round. It gets tough near the end, but, but that's it. Have you felt that in, in your current cycle?
0: yeah you know i'll get excited and then it's like somebody punches you in the stomach and you're like oh I'd
1: want no no, no that hurts no no okay. well, ladies and gentlemen we hope we've got you excited today if you've liked what you have heard and we know you have because you're here to begin with please come join us join the conversation at labrador leadership alex we'll see you next time
0: all right see ya Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership,
1: and on Twitter at Lab Leadership.
0: Now, here's a final thought from Bob.
1: Bob. Captain of your career, cut to the chase. Good ideas, we'll think about them. Ladies and gentlemen, take care of one another. We'll see you next time. Bye.